In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. One thing people don't understand, if you never, if you didn't grow up in the Northeast like I did and understand the world from I-95, D.C. to Boston, it's it's different there than it is anywhere else in, in, in the United States. You have very large markets. You have areas where fans are rabid. You have these are these are areas that have been established in the United States longer. So it's not like California and Seattle and Denver places that have not been literally haven't been states and a part of the union as long. So you have fan bases in the northeast on the I-95 corridor. You have fan bases that are absolutely rabid. You have fan bases that really care about their territorial. Even in New York, man, you go to New York, the difference between the Yankees and the Mets, Bronx, it's a different type of fan that lives in the Bronx. It's a different type of ethnicity of fans that live in the Bronx than people that live in Queens where the Mets play. It's a completely different type of fan. And the two, the two most major drivers in their sports, in, in baseball and in football, are in that corridor. You got the, you got the, first you got the American League East, which the American League East drives MLB. Those teams are more relevant. Those teams are more important. Those teams get, get, get more views. Those teams, whatever's going on in the AL East, that's what drives baseball. Now you've had, you got the wars between the Dodgers and San Diego, but remember Southern California is big, but that's just a very scant percentage of the population. Almost a third of the population in the United States lives in the Northeast Corridor. So in the Northeast Corridor, you got the Yankees. In baseball, you got you got DiMaggio, you got Lou, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. I've never been to the new Yankee Stadium. I've been to the old Yankee Stadium. When you walk in there, even though there's always a, a you're coming off the train, there's always a, a, a faint smell of urine. But you're walking into Yankee Stadium. You know that you're in the presence of greatness. It's like, man, Roger Maris played here. Roger Clemens played here. Derek Jeter played here. Mariano Rivera played here. You're chasing the the ghosts of the best to ever play the game. Yogi Berra. Then you got the Red Sox, who are, are kind of Yankees' little brother, but they're scrappy. It's Fenway Park once again. It's a it's a historical landmark. Classic Carlton Fisk, wishing that home run would stay. Inside the foul pole. Bill Buckner. So even though the, the the Red Sox lost and have a cursed history until until later when you had Manny Ramirez and you had Big Poppy and Johnny Damon, they, they broke through and, and became a successful franchise. Finally overtook the Yankees as a more successful franchise in the short term. Even though the Yankees have 26 rings. Or maybe it's 27 rings. But basically, basically the Yankees are good for, for a championship every four years. Historically, although they have not been that good the last 15 years. But you have that dynamic. But then you got the Orioles. Now, the Orioles under Peter Angelo suck. But the Orioles, people forget that in the 90s, man, Orioles had a higher payroll than the Yankees. 
Orioles got Cal Ripken, Roberto Alomar, Rafael Palmer, Roy D. Not to mention the great teams that the Orioles had in the 70s, the, the pitching, the Jim Palmers. They had Brooks Robinson. So the Orioles were, were, until the last 15 years, they were a gold standard franchise. And before the, the Nationals moved to D.C. from Montreal, they were the only franchise representing Maryland. And people would come up from the DMV to go to Orioles games. And then you got Camden Yards, which is the best park in the United States. Then you had Toronto. Joe Carter. The Sky Dome. The Sky Dome was the eighth wonder of the world when it was built. Now, it's a concrete monstrosity now, but it was the first stadium with a retractable roof. I remember watching watching games as a as a kid with, with with Toronto. The Orioles were playing at Toronto. You could see you could see the sun. You're like outdoors, but you're indoors. That was amazing in 91, 92. It was absolutely amazing. Beautiful stadium back then. So the relevance is there. Same thing in the NFC East. The relevance is there. Huge markets. DC, top seven market. Dallas, top seven market. New York, number one market. Philly, top five market. These are teams, whatever's going on in the NFC East makes the NFL more relevant. If, if you have good teams in the NFC East, the battles matters. You have a you have a, a, a Washington, whatever they're calling themselves, versus the Dallas Cowboys in Thanksgiving. That's a ratings bonanza. Even if even if the even if one of the teams suck, even if both of the teams suck. Nothing like those battles with the Eagles. You got you got Deshaun Jackson taking a punt to the house at the end of the game versus the Giants, and then straddling the goal line to run the clock out, and also to to kind of to kind of celebrate and Cadillac it. These teams hate each other. These fan bases hate each other. These are not areas that are very high on, on college sports. So nobody really cares about college sports in the DM. There are no, they're no great football teams in the Northeast. There no, there's, there's no great football program in New York. There's no great football program in New Jersey. You got Penn State, but Penn State is Ohio State's little brother, Michigan's little brother. So with all of that, with all of the eyeballs, with all of the cachet, with, with all of the, the, the franchise in Washington is worth, if that thing sold today, I'm hearing that, I'm hearing that when Denver sells, does you have bids for, for, for the Denver Broncos, that the Denver Broncos are going to get at least $5 million, $5 billion, excuse me. It's very probable that, that, the, that the franchise in Washington is worth close to $10 billion. Because the, the most, based on Forbes, the most valuable NFL franchises are the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the franchise in Washington and the Rams. And with all of that, then you throw in the circus that's been under, under Daniel Snyder. You got, a, you got a franchise that's changing its name because the name is offensive to Native Americans. The logo is even more offensive to Native Americans. The, the, the battle cry, all of that stuff, people don't like it. It's not PC. It's not respectful. Then you have, then you have the cultural issues, the, 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 allega- the allegations of toxicity in the workplace. Saying that if you want to be a cheerleader 
for that team, you you've got to go up to the owner's office and and perform for him topless. So you got a systematic culture of degrading women. You got you got RG knee. The stadium sucks. The field turf is is arguably the worst in the NFL. And you literally had an incident where the stadium crumbled and almost fell on an opposing player's quarterback and could have ended his career or even worse. So go through all of that. You change your name. They they decide. I, I, I personally think this is my opinion, not fact. I personally think the NFL said, hey, with all of this stuff going on, if 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 they were, if when they were called the Redskins, if they were winning 12, 13 games a year, I guarantee you that they'd still be called the Redskins. But because of all of the drama, because the team sucks, because of the bad culture, because of all of that, the vultures are circling. Then you have a successful franchise in Baltimore now, the Ravens. I think that Daniel Snyder had no choice but to change the name. Because like I said in the last segment, a lot of stuff swirling around with the NFL. And then when you got bad culture, you got racism, you got sexism. You got other isms. You don't want Congress poking around or some major arbitration group poking around and you have to show your books and, and, and subpoena all of, all of your emails, all of your communications, and then you, then you get hit with the, with the, with the headshot. They catch, you, they catch you on the wire saying or doing something that you're not supposed to do. Speaking ill about women, speaking ill about you saw what they did to John Gruden. They 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 threw John Gruden under the bus so quickly, and John Gruden's one of the faces of the NFL. With John Madden passing away, rest in peace, John Madden. I wouldn't have been surprised if John Gruden was in line for the Madden franchise to be called Gruden. Passing the torch. So it's not in the NFL's best interest. John Gruden was one of their biggest ambassadors from a television standpoint, it's not in their best interest to clip John Gruden, but they had to because if he's emailing stuff, he shouldn't be emailing. You're starting to get into his conversations with GMs and scouts and, and CEOs and team presidents and team owners. Uh Oh, you don't want that. So, so Washington changes the name. It is me an outsider. I, I, I know we're on W O L N D C. But this is me as an outsider looking in. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm a Colts fan. So I. I can't. I can't make fun of the fact that that the Washington franchise sucks because I'm a Colts fan. We traded. We traded a number one draft pick for for freaking Carson Wentz. I'm in no position to to discuss football. I'm in no position to get into the X and O's, and I'm in no position to critique poor decisions on the field. But you go through all of that. You had two years to figure it out. You called yourself the Washington football team, which was kind of interesting. It was different. I kind of wanted to call them. I wanted to see them call themselves, just go full, full soccer, full Inter Milan, full, full Ajax in, in Amsterdam, full La Liga, and call themselves FC Washington Football Club. I thought that that would have been interesting to tap in with soccer, which is a much more popular sport. And the MLS is becoming much more popular here in the United States. But after all of that, all of that rigmarole, all, all of, all of the protest, all of the documentaries, all of the ESPN, E, E, E sports, what's the E60, all of that stuff. You guys name yourself the commanders come out with these, these jerseys that look like world league of American football, 
WLAF, USFL. You guys come out of these jerseys look like the Omaha Nighthawks in one of in one of these these lower level leagues. And that's that's an embarrassment, man. That's if 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 I'm a if I'm a DC guy, I know that I know everyone owns stations in DC. I, I hope that I'm not getting in trouble, but I'm I'm embarrassed for you as an outsider. I think you deserve better than that. You're in the NFC East, man. You're playing against the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. Talking about especially the Cowboys and the Giants are two of the premier franchises in the country. You're one of the premier, you're one of the premier franchises in the world. You gotta do better than and commanders you got to do better than those jerseys you've got to have you got to find to find the right search firm and right creative and marketing team are you as an as much of an embarrassment as the jacksonville jaguars or, or a team like that no but it's dc man you're above that you you the the the, the, the dc fan base and i've talked about moving back to rfk and building a retractable roof stadium and and all that stuff People at DC has got to stop looking at themselves as the hey we're just we're just kind of that cute girl that's at the bar. You're you're a dime piece. You're one of the best freaking markets in the country. You should hold your head up high and demand and expect excellence on the field, off the field, and especially with your name, colors, and all of that stuff in a rebrand. And you didn't meet the standard. Paragraph 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lions J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. You know what? I didn't tell you this, Slants. I went to Hampton. What? What? Yeah, I went to Hampton. You? You went to Hampton? Yep. Man, you. We've been doing a show together for a whole year. You just pull it out that you went to Hampton. I never went to class. I was just oh, partying. So you, so you enrolled at Hampton. James Lewis. You didn't I actually, enrolled at Hampton. You didn't actually go to Hampton. Well, I had a couple of good friends. They all went to Hampton, but and I was just sleeping on their couch. So Man. I went to some of the classes. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.